This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dunwich Horror by H.B. Lovecraft Chapter 7 Yet all this was only a prologue to the actual Dunwich Horror. Formalities were gone through by bewildered officials. Abnormal details were duly kept from press and public. Men who were sent to Dunwich and Elsbury to look at property and edify any who might be heirs of late Wilbur Workley. They found the countryside in great agitation, both because of the growing rumblings beneath the doomed hills, and because of the unwanted stench of the surging, lapping sounds which came increasingly from the great empty shell formed by Watley's boarded up farmhouse. The other sire, who tended the house and cattle during Wilby's work absence, developed a woefully acute case of nerves, fished to devise excuses not to enter the Nanamasone boarded her place, a glad to confine the survey to cease living quarters, and newly mended sheds to the single visit. They filed a prosperous report of the courthouse in Aylesbury and agitations concerning an airship that was said to be still in progress amongst innumerable Watleys, decayed and undecayed of the upper Masonic Tonic Valley. Almost in maternal manuscript, in such strange characters written in huge ledger, a judge, a sort of diary, because of the spacing, various variations in ink and penmanship, presenting a baffling prize to those who found it an old bureau who survived its Adonis desk. After a week of debate, it sent a Minnesotonic university together with them to cease a collection of strange books to study, possible translation. But even the best linguists soon saw soon that it was not likely to be unriddled with ease. No trace of ancient gold, which Wilbur and Ogilvy, Wilbur Whitley, always paid their debts, had yet been uncovered. Discovered. It was dark on the September night for the horror broke loose. Hill noises had been very profound pronounced during the evening. Dogs barked frankly all night. Early rise of the tent noted a peculiar stench in the air. By seven o'clock, Lafer Brown, hired by George Corey's, between cold glens and village, rushed frenziedly back with his morning trip to Ten Acre Meadow to the cows. He almost convulsed with fright. He stumbled the kitchen. In a yard outside, no less frightened, heard was pouring and is lowering pitifully, being followed by the boy lagged back in panic. His shared of him. Between grass, Galufa tried to stammer out his tale to Miss Corey. Up there in the road, beyond the glen, Miss Corey, 
There's something up there. It smells like thunder. And all the bushes and little trees are pushed back from the road. Like they all been moved along with it. They ain't well, the worst neither. They're prints in the road. Miss Corey, rage round prints of big brown heads, all sunk down deep like an elephant, have been along. Only that they have slightly more than four feet they could make. I looked at one or two before I ran. I see me one was covered with loins spreading about about from one place like a big palm leaf fans. Tweet tweet or three times as big as any they is. Eddie been pounded down Danny the wood. I smell was awful. Ladies around Wizard Watley's old house Elsie. He thought he had seen the f- shiver fresh, the fright that sent him flying home. Miss Curry, and he would extract more information, again telephoning the neighbours, thus starting it on its rounds, ever to have panicked and hurried the major terrors. When she got Sally Sawyer, housekeeper at Seth Bishop's, the nearest place to Watley's, became to her turn to listen instead to transmit the Sally's boy Chancy, who slept poorly, been up up the hill towards Watley's, had dashed back in terror after one look at the place, and their partridge with Mrs. Bishop's cow, Mr. Bishop's cows had been left out all night. Yes, Miss Corey, came Sally's tremendous voice of the party wire. Chauncey, he just come back, a poisting in. I couldn't half tell you have been serving. He says, oh, Watley's fancy, all blown up from with the timber scattered around, like they'd been dynamite inside. On your bottom floor, low through. It's all covered with a kind of tar like stuff that smells awful and drips down it, like the bridges in the ground. Whereas the west side December's have blown away, a kind of awful kind of smarks. The yard tar, great round marks, bigger than around, around in a hog's head or a low, digging with stuff like it's blown up Elsie. Chancy says it leads off into meddlers, while God a great sub wonder. The barn had mattered down all the stone walls, tumbled every, every, every which way, wherever it goes. And only he says, says he, Miss Corey, is how he got sort to look at Seth's cows. Find his, he wasn't favoured them, up a partage. Oh, in about, there was rock yard in awful shape, have them cleaned, uh, cleaned, gone. Half naff of them, I left it such most joy of blood. There's sores on them like they've been on what these cow ever since Lavy Brat Brat was born. Seth is gone in out about now to look at them. Though I well he won't keen on what get very high nigh wizard what these chancy didn't look the careful, you see. Where the big matted down swave and answer if a paratage. But he says he thinks he printed the walls of grid run of up to the village. I'll tell you, Miss Corey, they're nothing about it's having ought to be broad. I for one thinks that Black Wilbury, Wilbur Watley, has come to bad end as he deserves us. The bottom of the bleeding, bleeding of it. He went all in himself. Unless says it to everyone, I think he don't Watley must have raised something and he's nailed up Elsie. He ain't even so human as he was. Alas, Ben's unseen things around Dunwich. Living things as it ain't human, ain't good fellow, poor, ain't good for human folks. The grand was talking last night, 
and towards morning Chancy heard the whirling walls so loudly near Colo Springs claim he couldn't sleep none. Then he thought he heard another's faint light sounding over towards Wizard Watley's a kind of ripping and tearing of wood, like some big box of crate was being far off. What with this and what that he didn't get to sleep until sun up. No sooner as he ended up this morning he got to go over to Watley's and see What's the matter? He sees enough, I tell ye, Miss Corrie. It don't mean no good. I think these old men folks ought to get up parley to do something I know something awful's about. To feel I feel my time is nigh, though only God knows just what it is. Do you Luther take account of what your big tracks said little la Well, Miss Corrie, ah there are no on a glen guard this side of Glen. I ain't gotten to your warehouse yet. I calculate you must go into the glen itself. It would do that, I ask, says Colonel Spring Glen. Ain't no healthy nor decent place. Well, the wolves ain't fly flies. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But did act like they were cre- creatures or gone. They are them to say as they can. Hear strange things are rushing and talking. And they are downy. There, there, after you stand in the right place, between the rock falls and bear den. By that noon, fully three quarters of men and boys of Dunwich were tripping over the roads and meadows, between the newly made Wortley's ruins and a cold spring glen, examining in horror the vast, monstrous prince, the main bishop castle, the strange, noisome wreck of the farmhouse, the bruised, matted vegetation of the fields, the roadsides. Whoever had burst open upon the world had surely gone back to great sunset ravine. All the trees and banks were bent and broken. A great avenue had been gorged in the precipice, hanging underbrush. It is as though a house launched by an avalanche had slid down through the tangled grunts, almost vertical slope. From below, no sound came, but distant, undefinable fertile. It is not to be wondered and that the men preferred to stay on the edge and argue rather than extend their beard, the unknown psychopolian air in its lair, horror in its lair. Three dogs they were with a party that barked furiously at first, but seemed coward and reluctant when near the glen. Someone telephoned the news to the Ellsbury transcript, but the editor was accustomed for wild tales from Dunwich. He no more than could cut through a of paragraph. About it, and then about it, and I said soon afterwards I was reduced by the Associated Press. And I, everyone went home. Every house and barn was barricaded as stoutly as possible. Needless to say, no cattle were followed. Now they remained a pipe of passage. Until the morning, first was fearful stench. Savage barking of dogs awakened the household. Of Elmer fires on the eastern side edge of Cold Spring Glen. All agreed they could hear a sort of muffled swirling, witching, lapping, sounded somewhat 
from somewhere inside, outside. Miss Faye proposed telephoning the neighbours. Elmer's was about to agree. The noise of spearing wood burst in upon deliberations. Came apparently from the barn. It was quickly followed by a hideous screaming and stamping amongst the cattle. Their dogs slavered, David, and crouched close to the feet of fear and numb family. Faye lit a lantern, grew false of habit. They knew it would be death to go out into that black farmyard. The children and womenfolk whimpered, kept them screaming with some obscure visual instinct of defence, which told them their lives depended on silence. At last the noise of the cattle subsided, pitiful moaning, and a giant snapping, crushing, and crackling ensued. The fries, mud huddled together in the sitting room, did not, did not dare to move, till the last echoes died away, far down the gold glen, green glens. In the midst of dismal moans, the stable demonics piping, a late worldly was in the glen. Selena's fay, twenty to the telephone, spread what news she could of the second phase of the horror. Next day, all the countryside was in panic and coward. Uncommunicative groups came and went where the finish thing had occurred. Two tiny swathes of destruction stretched from the glen to Fay Farmyard. Monstrous prints covered the bare patches of the ground. One side of old red barn and a completely caved, a completely caved in. Kettle and about a quarter could be found and identified. Some were in curious fragments. All this fight had to be shot. El Sawyer suggested. Help be asked from Elfrey, Elsie or Arkham, but others maintained it would be no use. Old Sebion Watley, a branch, had hovered about halfway through soundness and decadence, mere darkly, darkly wise suggestions about rites that ought to be practised at the hilltops, came out of a line the tradition ran strong in memories of charting the great giant stone circles not altogether connected with Olga, his grandfather. Darkness fell upon a stricken countryside, too passive to organise it for real defence. In a few cases, closely related families were band together and watched in the gloom under one roof. But in general, there was only repetition of barricading on the night before. Furtive, fertile, ineffective gesture of loading muskets, setting pitchforks, handing about. Nothing occurred except some hill noises. And then the day came. There were many who hoped that new horror had gone as swiftly as it had come. There were even bold souls who proposed an offensive expedition down in the glen, though they did not venture to set an actual example to the still reluctant majority. When night came again, the barricading was repeated, though there was less huddling together of families. In the morning, both the Fry and the Seth Bishop households were the excitement among the dogs. A vague sound of stenches from afar, while the learned explorers noted with horror a fresh set of monstrous tracks in the road skirting Trindle Hill, and before their sides the road showed a bruising indicative, a blasphemous, stupendous bulk of horror, whilst the confrontation formation the tracks seemed to argue a passage in two directions. The moving mountain had come from cold green glen. Turned it along the cutting path, base of the hill a thirty foot swayed across shrubbery, the saplings led sharply downwards, and seekers grasp they saw grass when they saw even the most particular places did not deflect the explorable trails.
whatever the horror was whatever the horror was it could scale with sheer sturdy cliffs almost completely vertical as if the investigators climbed around the hill's summit by super roots they saw the trail ended above a verse there it's here that the Watleys used to build their hellish fires chant their hellish rituals by the table like stone Mary Eve and Helimus now the very stone formed the centre of the vast space thrashed around by the monstrous horror monstrous horror whilst upon its slightly concave surface was a thick fruited deposit some tarry sickness reserved on the floor of ruined Watley's farmhouse where the horror escaped men looked at one another and muttered they looked down the hill apparently the horror descended by a route much the same as it ascended as that sense the speculate was futile logic region logic and normal ideas of motivation sort of confounded only did old, old Zebedon who had not with the group could have done justice to the situation suggested a plausible explanation Ferdinand began much white like the others but any less certainly the early walls in the glen had screamed with such unusual persistence many could not sleep just about 3am all the party telephones rang tremendously those who took down the, took down the receivers heard a fright mad voice shriek out hello oh god and some thought of a crushing sound followed the breaking of the exclamation there's nothing more no one dared to do anything no one heard knew till morning whence the call came then they who heard it called everyone on the line found that only phase did not reply truth appeared an hour later when a hastily assembled group of armed men trudged out to the face palace at the head of the glen it was horrible yet handy highly surprised there was more swathes of monstrous prints but there was no longer any house decayed in like an eggshell amongst the ruins nothing living or dead could have been would, could have been discovered only stench the tarry sickness their fries had been erased from Dumbridge. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.